we both have both gone to a community college and Ivy League universities. And on top of that, we're both professors. So we have some perspectives I think we can add to the discussion. Hi, welcome to Define and Two, Try to Do It All. Today, we're here to talk about Ivy League versus community college. Recently, we saw a video on YouTube discussing the differences between community college and Ivy League. We thought that we would chime in. Um, uniquely, we both have both gone to a community college and Ivy League universities. And on top of that, we're both professors. So we have some perspectives I think we can add to the discussion. Mm -hmm. So for starters, I'm Professor Z. Um, I teach entrepreneurship and business at Lincoln University of Pennsylvania. And I, they call me Miss Sue <laughs> for the most part, um, but I currently teach uh, psychology at Harcum College. So we don't teach at Ivy League universities, but we do um, both have degrees from Ivy League University. Um, I have a Master of Public Administration from the University of Pennsylvania and a law degree from the University of Pennsylvania as well. Mm -hmm. And I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Penn and a master's in school and mental health counseling from Penn. So, you know, on the, on the, surface, on, on the surface, we both uh, have multiple Ivy League degrees. But before that, we also went to community colleges. I went to community college of Philadelphia for a few years without graduating. And then years later, I went back to uh, Delaware County Community College. Yeah. And I started at Delaware County Community College, um, couldn't pay my first, <laughs> my first uh, semester of tuition, so I stopped going there, went to a uh, career college, and then I ended up back at Delaware County Community College. Um, I did, I almost finished my associate's degree before, I, but I transferred right before I finished my associate, associate's degree in um, early childhood education. So you did the uh, almost the unthinkable transferring from community college to Penn to Ivy League University. How how was that transition? Uh, wow. Um, there was definitely a steep learning curve um, going from uh, community college and those classes um, to and I I think I was taking I think I took four. Three or four classes. I think I was taking four classes um, at DCCC, and then I transferred to Penn. I think I only did two classes. Was it two classes or three classes? Two or three. I think that's what the schedule allowed, yeah. really. Yeah, it might have been three classes that I started out with um, when I first started there, and the classes were were vastly. They were very different. Um, the expectations that the professors had were um, were different. And also, I think there were just some life uh, changes that were going on that also made it difficult. So there was a really steep learning curve. And I think one of the things um, also, so in community college, those classes, um, they were kind of the, so there was um, instruction time and then we had homework, you know, we had homework assignments to turn in and then we had um, quizzes and tests and things like that. Whereas when I went to Penn, the way most of the classes were situated, it was mostly lecture, and then there was like two exams, and that was your grade. It was just two exams, and I definitely wasn't used to that. That was um, 
that took a lot of getting used to, definitely. Yeah, I didn't, I, I went to undergrad first at community college, then transferred to a state school, then I went to grad school at Penn, obviously. But it's similar experiences. The classes were really different. The professors were different. Well, how, how, how they run things are different. And, you know, in law school, we had one exam for every class, and you literally didn't have to go to class. That's the secret. You didn't have to go to class. As long as you ace your exam, you're fine. And that's one exam per semester. So that was quite different. So first, uh, let's talk about, um, I think, for everybody's benefit, why did we decide to go to community college? Yeah. So for me, uh, community college was, it was cheap, a lot cheaper. Um, and it was, quite honestly, at that time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't positive um, where, like, what kind of career I really wanted to be in and what I really wanted to do. So going to community college was a great way for me to get some college credits um, and get some classes under my belt and just kind of get a feel for um, the different subjects that were out there. So I think for me, that was kind of a way to like um, get my feet wet. Yeah, for me, I went back to school in my 30s to become a lawyer, to go to law school. So the quickest way and the easiest path to law school was what I was looking for. So I ended up going to state school for the rest of my undergrad. I commuted every day. I didn't even think about trying to go to Ivy League school because the cost involved. And uh, because I knew I was going to go to grad school anyway. But for grad, for grad school, it was a lot different. I purposely sought out all the good schools. I tried really hard. But, you know, back it up a bit, I feel like I never really had the opportunity to go to uh, Ivy League University anyway because I had really bad SAT. Um, I think I had about 800 on my SAT. So just to show that the scores isn't everything, and I was ultimately able to succeed and do well in, in Ivy League grad school, but for undergrad, I really just wasn't a choice. That's where I had to go. And on top of that, I have a GED too. And on top of that, I didn't even finish high school. So, of course, I wasn't going to go to Ivy League. You talk about your SAT score. Um I don't I don't remember what my SAT score was, but it was really bad. Um, so I think and I also went back to school at a uh, later age. Um, so I think if I had tried to get into an Ivy League uh, college right after high school, that wouldn't have been a possibility. But I think it was um, because, you know, both of us, um, we had gotten a little bit older and we went to community college and we were able to perform, um, have great performance there. And we had great grades, great GPA. And so we were able to transfer, well, I was able to transfer to DCCC because, um, to Penn um, because uh, I had a good GPA and um, grades and, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, I don't think I was mature enough to do well in college the first time around anyway. So um, it was... It wasn't easy the second time, but at least it was doable, obviously, we were able to do it. And then next, um, how, how did it feel, like the difference between community college and, um, and Ivy League? And we both, I had a couple years between I went to community college and I went to Ivy League, and uh, the difference between grad school and undergrad is quite a bit different, too. I understand that. So 
for you, how what's the difference to be one semester to be a DCCC a community college and the next semester you were at Penn? Um, yeah, that was uh, it was definitely a stark difference because I I did transfer um, in the middle of the, the school year, so I did fall at DCCC and then I did spring at Penn for um, a semester. Um, so. I think, well, so the community college, DCCC, um, it was, you know, it's a commuter, it's a commuter college. So most of the people there, you know, they just go there, do their classes and they, and then they leave. So I didn't feel like there was much of a community there. Um, whereas, um, uh, you know, a, a four-year college, um, you're going to find that there is going to be a, a bigger community, um, a lot more, um, activities to get into, um, and, uh, just, I guess, more support. Yeah, I, so uniquely, I actually taught at a community college. I taught at two community colleges over the years. I taught at Camden County College, and I taught at DCCC as well, and, um, most of the professors come and go, um, like you said, there isn't, student life is rich, but because nobody lived on campus, so when the college closes, everybody leaves. So there, there isn't a whole lot going on in the evening. Whereas at Penn, um, we used to meet in the cafeteria, so go to student union and hang out, and then there's a lot of things going on. Um, believe it or not, the community college actually is, I think, is much bigger than Penn by enrollment. And I went to undergrad at Westchester University, which is a state university, but also a large part of the student body commutes. And Westchester fell nowhere as big as Penn. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. But how how does the classroom feel? Do you feel any difference in your classroom experience? Hmm. Um, I definitely... So there seemed to be... Um, I felt like uh, some of the students at Penn um, kind of took the classes a bit more seriously um, than my classmates at community college. Um, I felt like... Um, it, it kind of almost felt like a 13th grade of high school, almost, because, mm. um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure, but it, it, the, the classmates felt different, um, although there were, you know, immature college uh, students right out of high school um, at Penn, um, it, it kind of felt like the students at Penn were taking their education a little bit more seriously than the students at um, community college. But that's it's not for all of them, but that was just kind of a feel that I got. Yeah, I, I had that feeling as well. I, obviously, again, I didn't go to undergrad at Penn, but I when I went to grad school, many of the classes were dual-listed uh, between grad school and undergrad. And I remember these undergrad students, whenever the professor assigns something, it's done. They will work overnight and get it done. All the grad students like, you know, we'll wait, we'll we'll see. And then it, it became a joke, actually, that if you want something done in those classes, when you get assigned onto a team with undergrad students, just let them do it. You just wait. <laughs> They'll come back with a presentation and everything done. And then they look at you like, well, because we're grad students, they thought, maybe we knew more. We really didn't, but uh, uh, they were, they were ready. They were on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you think about the quality of education? Um, so, hmm. one of the things was, so I definitely came into contact with 
um, uh, professors who were very passionate about what they were teaching at community college. Um, and in those classes, um, they were definitely smaller. Um, so they, and the, so the professor seemed a, a bit more um, like uh, reachable. You know, like I could just go and, and ask the professor a question if I had a question, whereas... Not, not like your uh, 120 people seminar taught by TAs? Yeah, right. Um, so um, many of the classes at Penn, they were huge seminar classes. Um, and so, you know, the, the professor would be standing on a stage and we're in, you know, the theater seating. Um, and so those classes just kind of felt like if you had a question, you were just like, eh. Um, you barely had a chance to talk to the professor. You were mostly dealing with TAs. Um, so that kind of experience was definitely very different. Um, you know, if you're someone who really enjoys um, having that closer one-on-one -on -one interaction with your professor, um, then community college definitely um, delivered on that part. Yeah, I had classes with three to five students to 10 students to 20 students. I don't think I ever taught a student uh, a class more than 20 people at community college. Even now at the uh, college I teach, we're at a small teaching four-year college, uh, HBCU right now. And uh, three of my classes had less than 10 people, and the other one had 25. And that's sort of like the mix, uh, the normal mix of classes. So interactions with professors, the professor is certainly more uh, accessible. Um, although in law school, I did find that some of the professors were really accessible, but then we had the large classes with 90 people in, in, in a section, so those were a little bit tough. But on the other hand, many of the professors at your, at, in your classes and my classes at Penn were world-renowned scholars. You mm -hmm. see their names on papers, on research, and uh, you know they are the leader of the industry, which I think that's a little bit harder to find at the community college. Right. Yeah. True. True. But on the other hand, I teach at a community college. Um, I taught at a community college, and then you teach at a junior college. Mm -hmm. So we got two Ivy League educated professors, and then there's, you know our knowledge can be passed on to students as well. So people at our colleges also have access to Ivy League education as well. So, uh, do you think there are any differences between opportunities and outcomes? This is a lot of people go to college for careers and outcomes. So, what are the outcome differences between community college and Ivy League? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of times in life, it's not always about what you know, but it's about who you know. Um, and one of the things that an Ivy League college has to offer is the is the network, you know, um, all of the alumni, um, all of the people who want to be connected with the university. Um, so I definitely think the um, the connections and the access that you um, that you gain when you are a an Ivy League alum, um, yeah. So definitely um, access. So do you think the name of the Ivy League name on your resume opens doors? I think so. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Because I wish that weren't the case. I wish it weren't the case. And I also wish it weren't the case that, you know, maybe because my name doesn't sound very black, um, that might also get me in the door sometimes. 
So you mean a Chinese woman <laughs> educated at an Ivy League university with a, both undergrad and grad degrees has many job opportunities? I suppose. That's the way of the world. Um, yes, I I have the experience that as well. I think a lot of people look at my pedigree, my Ivy League pedigree, and just assume that I can do a good job, and that's enough for them. Whereas, um, uniquely, we both did not have this pedigree for years, mm-hmm. and it was it was a struggle to get anything done, to get any opportunity before we had those pedigrees. So I can definitely attest to that once I got that pen degree on the wall everybody thought I was smart and I was a genius and I I can do things but before then I was still me but people didn't quite want to listen to me as much to put it mildly yeah and I and you definitely had more of an experience um with that than I did um just you know you had um definitely because because you've always been um a really smart intelligent guy and you've always known a lot um, but I remember, you know, you telling me stories of you telling people like, I can do this, I'm capable of this. Um, but they, you know, they were like, well, what do you know? You don't have a degree and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then okay. as soon as you get the degree, then, you know, they're like, oh. Unfortunately, a lot of people screen resumes by just looking at the schools that you went to. Um, I one way or where I pen, they tell us to put the resume, uh, on our resume, they put, uh, they told us to tell, put the educational section first so we can say you know university of pennsylvania what degree you have and that's going to open doors and to to a large degree that's been true i i've had the client come to me and say oh you went to pen you're good so you know unfortunately that's there so um if we had to say what's the biggest difference between the two funding college and ivy league i would say access access and networks to me, it's resources network um, because I, I just went through this the other day. A student came in, a current student came in to me and asked me um, she wanted to, you know, uh, have a career in a certain sector. I went on LinkedIn and looked at all my classmates and see where they're at. And they're all at major companies doing great things. And I was able to reach out for a couple of them, refer to her. And then she was, you know, these are great resources. Whereas I think um, my classmates at Westchester and a lot of people are doing really well, but they're not at the same level of a, of a network, unfortunately, um, as my Ivy League colleagues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of sad testament to how society operates, yeah. but that is the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, uh, resources is really, it's a big difference as well. You remember... When you attend all the events, mm-hmm. the speakers, the, the the events that they have, yeah. and the money they have to spend, so Penn has a great endowment, of course, you know, billions of dollars worth of endowment. You look at community colleges, how much in money do they have in endowment? What are the resources they have? And uh, it's not really comparable at all. So, not to say that resources make experiences, but it does sometimes. So what's the last word? If if anyone have a choice between community college and Ivy League, what should they choose? Hmm. I think it really depends on what your goals are, honestly. Um, you know, there was one point, so my oldest daughter is, she's in college right now, and there was a point where 
she wasn't sure what she wanted to do, um, where she wanted to go. And I said, listen, if you don't know what you want to do, you're going to community college because we are not about to spend money um, on you going to school and you don't know what you want to do. So I think it really depends on, you know, what you what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Um, you know, if and, you know, if you want to um, go to school and learn, learn a trade, um, you know, maybe community college is the best place for you. It's community college and, and you know, di different strokes for different folks. You know, we um, we all want to accomplish different things and there's no one way to um, get to a certain goal. So it, I think it really depends on what your goals are. And I wouldn't knock community college. I wouldn't knock Ivy League college. Um, I think it's just really about what you really want and what you really want to accomplish. Yeah, I'm really proud that I went to community college. And it's um, without community college, I would have never gone back to school. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yep. we'll, we'll be very honest about that. Um, I remember when I went back, I think uh, over 10 years ago, I walked through the door and I was kind of embarrassed because I have a GED. I had not gone to college for almost 10 years. And I thought, what are they going to think of me when I go in and try to go to college again and then try to restart? You know, to my surprise, no one really judged me. They're like, here's the application. This is what you need to do to fill out. I filled the application out and I started classes. It was, I didn't feel any negativity toward me at all. It was really welcoming. Not that I felt any negativity at Penn because in, on, on the other side, if you were there, they welcome you because, you know, they accepted you already. But, uh. I do think that I'm really proud that I went to community college. I had that experience, and I appreciate what I was able to achieve. And and like you said, if um if your goal does not need a liberal arts education, then and if you want to learn a trade, if you want to work really hard, and you want to have a good career, there are other options. Um, and if you really want to have an Ivy League degree for whatever reason, you can always go to grad school, and as we did. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess in conclusion, it is about what fits your goal. Be practical, be pragmatic, be smart about it. Don't chase a name, don't chase a brand. You understand that the brand means something. But if you can do it without, or if it's your path is better, uh, is better through another, if your goal is better achieved through another path, then go the other way. There's... Uh, there's not one way to achieve success, and that many successful people didn't even go to college. Mm -hmm. yep. Any last words? Um, no. <laughs> well, as you can see, we have a diverse set of opinions on almost everything, and if you appreciate our opinion, uh, if you appreciate what our opinions and what we have to say, please like this video yeah. and also subscribe to our channel. We have uh, weekly shows on just about anything that we try to do, any and everything we try to do, and we'll from time to time talk about special topics like this one. Yeah. And we've had a wealth of experience, life experience, professional experience, and just experience in general, and we'll be happy to share that with you. And if you um, have any comments, leave them um, below. And um, if you have any questions for us, if you ever have any questions for us, send us an email. We have our email address um, in the description box. Um, so send us an email if you ever have any questions. Yeah, both of us uh, actually volunteer for Penn to do alumni interviews. 
and both of us volunteer at our other schools as alum. I do that a lot. And then, well, so not both of us. <laughs> so I do. I volunteer at community college. I go on. I go on a lot of panels, and uh, we teach at different universities. So if you have any questions about university, college, anything to do with college, we'll be happy to answer. And then on a future episode, we're going to talk about HBCUs. Okay. And stay tuned for that. Thanks for watching. Thanks from Professor D. Yes. Bye. See you in school. <laughs> <laughs>